and welcome. You are listening to the Preparedness Breakdown Podcast, a no-nonsense approach to everything preparedness. My name's Terry, and I am your host here on The Breakdown. For those of you that don't know me, I have a background in the fire service where I have worked as a professional career firefighter and paramedic. I have also served a couple years in the military, and I have spent the better part of the last 25 to 30 years learning and prepping in some form or another. I currently own a preparedness supply company, and I serve as an instructor in many disciplines, including firearms and medical training. So with that covered, let's get started with today's episode of The Preparedness Breakdown. Today is Saturday, June 11, 2022, and this is episode 19 Alpha, Prepper's Perspective Part 2. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the Preparedness Breakdown. In episode 18 Alpha, we introduced you to a brand new segment here on the Breakdown called Prepper's Perspective. In today's episode, we're going to continue where we left off and finish up with the interviews. Prepper's Perspective, Part 2. In Episode 1 Alpha, Introduction to the Preparedness Breakdown Podcast, I explained that we were going to attempt to do a podcast every week or every other week, and that we would need to adjust to life and the things that come up from time to time. Last week, we did not have a podcast because of such an instance. Late in the week, prior to editing the podcast, I was involved in a car accident that resulted in my car being totaled, and I sustained some injuries that have caused me to take things slowly over the past 10 to 12 days. As such, editing the podcast was placed on hold until I could recoup enough to get back to engaging in the podcast. As things have become pretty hectic and trying to catch up on all of the things that put me a couple of steps behind, I plan on continuing the podcast as best as I can. With that said, Don't be surprised if we find it necessary to slow down a bit on the podcast production until we can get caught up on all the other things that life throws at us. Okay, so on episode 18 Alpha, we conducted interviews from our Preppers Weekend at Legislate Park. In this episode, we are going to continue on with the last two interviews from that weekend. We will hear from Ryan and John and be getting their input on the second edition of Preppers Perspective. Also, We're in the process of upgrading some of our intermission and informational segments as to provide you a more pleasant experience for your listening pleasure. Please take the time to check out some of our changes. So now, let's get on with the interviews. All right, so my next guest is Ryan, correct? Yes. Ryan, and um, Ryan, what do you do for a living? I work at an auto parts store. Okay. Um, Had experience with automotive tech prior to that. Uh, Went to school for auto tech. Worked in it for three years and then uh, ended up going into parts and been doing that for the last oh, roughly 10, 12 years. Okay. Ryan, would you consider yourself to be a prepper? Uh, in the sense of prepping, I'm just getting into it for the most part. Um, never really used that term for it. Okay. Um, been into guns, stockpiled guns, ammo type stuff, but uh, always been interested in fishing, camping, outdoors type stuff but as for prepping never really thought of the whole food supply thing until recently been getting into that slowly 
Okay. So fairly new to the whole. Yeah. Not new to not new to um, camping, outdoor, backpack, that no. type of survival no. type stuff. Yeah, been um, doing that for a while. But uh, new to the concept of stockpiling stuff and being prepared correct yeah. ahead of time okay yeah. cool so we're out here at iowa preppers weekend um at the beautiful ledges state park and um question is why did you come out to this thing um actually my girlfriend got me into this she's been part of the iowa preppers and survivalists uh facebook page okay and found out about it through that so we both decided that yeah that'd be a good event to go to and maybe learn some things and uh, your training course that you did on the radios was the biggest thing for me. Okay. Um, that was very, very informative. Okay. So, so. you you learned something. You got something out yes. of the weekend. Yep. Was there something in particular other than the radio other radio side of it that you took away or that you found was something that you had not thought of before? Um, overly the uh, designation of the mag and how to mainly keep everything in more of a secure mindset sure um obviously i don't like to talk about what i have for preps fully well you shouldn't really because exactly. that's 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 operational security right and, and you don't ever want to be giving that stuff away right. so yep. no you're right on point there you yep. always should keep your your preps secret to yep. you know just those that you trust right and yeah it's just been more thought into that has been brought up in my mind so okay yeah. cool um have you listened to the podcast i have not do you plan on it i'm probably gonna check it out yeah okay cool cool uh ryan my last question for you is um i understand you're you know just starting out in the prepping world but from what you've seen what you've experienced so far if there's any advice that you would have for uh maybe other beginning preppers people out there in prepper land or podcast land um what piece of advice would that be Honestly, um, if you're in a city, get out. If you have land, I would say plant a garden and get some food grown of your own because otherwise God knows what's going to happen here in the future. Sure, so sure. I well, would get self-sustainable self okay. um, as quick as possible. That is extremely important, and I agree with you 100%. If, if people have the ability... Um, to be self-sustainable than they should. Um, if they are living in a city or they're amongst the populace, they really should look at considering removing themselves from that situation or at least putting some distance between them and that situation yep. if they possibly can. So right. that is uh, super great advice. Yep. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much for being out here at Iowa Preppers Weekend. Thank you for yep. attending the class and for uh, agreeing to interview with me on yep. the podcast. Um, no problem. Appreciate it. I hope to get a chance to meet with you again in the future and maybe yep. meet out at another event like this. But thank you, sir. Appreciate yep. you being here. No problem. Thank you. Thanks. Yep. Okay. My next guest, we'll call him John. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Awesome. I'm good. Thanks for being on the podcast. Uh, what, do, what do you do for a living, John? I'm a tool maker. Okay. What kind of tools do you make? Not like typical hand tools, um, more like uh, industrial, more probably more machines, I guess, is what most people would probably see them as. But like, I guess it'd be the machine or the the components that machines would operate to make parts. Okay. I guess that's, that's, I don't know, might be a little bit of a loose way to 
explain it. No, I, I, I think that's fine. I, I think I understand what you're getting at. Um, John, are you a prepper or would you consider yes. yourself yeah, a prepper? I, um, I probably could say prepper, but I feel like it'd be more of uh, self-reliance or I'm more interested in self-reliance and being prepared for situations um, that I could potentially see happening. Okay, that's fair. But I, yeah. How long how long have you been self-reliant? Or trying to be self self-reliant. Not there yet. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well we we um, all we all have a hard time getting there. It's it's a never ending journey, I like to say. Absolutely. But how long have you yeah. been how how long have you been in the process of working on self reliance? Well, really uh where I've been kind of serious about it since probably mid twenty nineteen. But I, I've kind of always been interested and in, in kind of that type of lifestyle, I just never had it, like knew that that was a thing to do or had any kind of guidance or example to follow. So I kind of like just wander around through different types of uh, preparedness. Like when I was a kid growing up, uh, I once got in trouble because I was uh, uh, stockpiling matches. They just had this idea, like, you sh- I should always be able to make fire. Like, it just seems like the kind of thing you should be able to do. And I was probably in, like, fourth or fifth grade. And uh, so I was stashing uh, matches in my bedroom when my mom found them, and I got in trouble for that. Well, but, I, can, uh, I can understand I just, that, being fourth or fifth grade, and I can understand why she'd be concerned about that. But your idea behind absolutely. stockpiling matches is, yeah. is relevant and good. You know, it just kind of, yeah, always had that, that gut feeling. But uh, it wasn't until around the mid-2019 where I really kind of started getting serious about it because I had a feeling that our next recession was probably closer than our last one was you know, behind us. So so that was kind of the... wanted to kind of start getting... That was kind of the, the motivation that, or the that, catalyst that started right. it all? Yeah, that really got me thinking serious about actually researching it and listening to podcasts and, you know, really taking serious steps towards becoming more prepared. That sounds like it's a great thing to do, and I'm glad that you found that uh, and found the catalyst back in 2019 to start that. Um, We're out here at the Iowa Preppers Weekend. You came out for this. How come you came out to this thing? Well, uh, the main reason I was uh, trying to find community. I mean, it was quite a ways from where I live, so I figured the odds of meeting someone local there were pretty slim. But I thought it still—I didn't really have anything to lose by getting around like-minded people and trying to learn uh, from them or see if they knew anybody over my area. And so it just kind of went out there just with an open mind, hoping to gain anything I could. So basically you came out because you wanted to try to find community and that's what you were hoping to gain out of the weekend was hopefully finding somebody close to you that was also yeah, com- yeah, of the same mindset. Right. 
community was the the primary reason, but you know, you should always be have an open mind looking for lessons that you can learn and skills that you can learn and being in a group of people like that there's a high probability of of learning skills even if I don't meet someone. So over the course of the weekend, did you learn anything new? I did well some things like uh, I missed out on a, the vast majority of your your classes, obviously. But uh, when I, I got there, you guys were going over uh, some comms and whatnot. And I've, I was in the Marine Corps, so I, I did have some experience there. And I've used radios at other jobs in the past. But it, uh, it was really good to kind of get back into structured communication on comms too so it's more formal and efficient versus just like hey you like yeah. over there or like it, it it yeah had a lot more structure there, there's everybody de- knew there's definitely what some else was doing. yeah there's definitely some formality or some formalness to good <laughs> communications when you use um an incident system or IMS or NIMS or some other kind of system like that where you're going to get um, specific things that are said and direction comes from one place and goes out there. So, yeah, you're definitely right. There's definitely some order. There's definitely some um, direction and structure to it all, uh, which I think is a good thing to do for groups that are trying to improve their communication skills. Yeah. I guess, you know, what that that is uh, kind of a side thing that I learned is that once I do uh, assemble a, a group in my area, it shows me that it is important that we're going to need to practice communication so everybody's on the same page. And that was one thing you mentioned in your classes. You do it now, so and you get all the, the awkward learning curve done now, so that way someday when you actually need it, you it just flows like a well-oiled machine. It'll make you a lot more effective at that point. Yeah, it becomes second nature at some point if you do it. If you do it often enough, and you practice it, you know, all the time. At some point, it becomes second nature to where you don't even have to think about it. And that's the whole goal. So that right. when we do have something that really happens, we're able to operate <laughs> within that system and operate the communications without batting an eye or thinking twice about it. Everybody just knows how it goes and they're able to be effective in that, in that scenario, that situation, uh, both with their communications and with the flow of, you know, your chain of command or whatever structure you're running. Right. It probably make communications a lot faster as well. That, that was another thing that you mentioned while we were there is that uh, when you're communicating over the radios, you need to cut out all the pleasantries. Right. And you don't waste your time saying, hey, could you do this for me, please? You just say, you, go do this. And then that's the end of the communication. You move on to the next thing. Right. There's there's not a lot of time for pleasantries when you're dealing with uh, emergent communication. So, you know, pleases and thank yous go out the window. Um, and all the yep. pleasantries go out the window. So, yeah, it's a, it's a brevity, clear, size, to the point, And, you yep. know, get your message said, done, and over with. And now... A word from our sponsor. The Preparedness Breakdown is sponsored by Iowa Preparedness Supply. 
Iowa Preparedness Supply provides emergency preparedness supplies, products, items, and training to individuals, families, and groups of all sizes. Any natural or man-made disaster can be difficult to navigate. However, those who plan ahead of time and are prepared have a greater chance overcoming the challenges associated with a long or short-term disaster. Plainly put, failing to plan is planning to fail. That is why Iowa Preparedness Supply wants to get the supplies, equipment, and training you need into your hands at a reasonable and affordable cost. We offer items like solar-powered flashlights, fire starters, emergency medical supplies, essential oils, ballistic armor, smoke grenades, less-than-lethal rubber ball and pepper ball guns, water filters, gas masks, and firearm laser training products, just to name a few. We also offer group training in the areas of communications, security, emergency medical, preparedness, group and team dynamics, and firearms training. You can reach us by visiting our website at www.iowapreparednesssupply.com, by phone at 712-600-4509, or by sending us an email at info at iowapreparednesssupply.com. Okay, so let's get back to our discussion. Um, now, John, you and I talked after you got home from the weekend. I want you to kind of explain to folks what you experienced on your drive home and how it applies to being prepared. So, yeah, that was a, a perfect example of normal, everyday, let's say like micro SHTF situations where you need to be prepared for them. So I had a approximately three hour drive to get home and about half the way through a raccoon ran out on the road in front of me and I hit it and my, the bumper on my car is plastic. And so just, it, even though it's only a raccoon, it really busted up a bunch of stuff around my, uh, my front wheel. And so I had to stop, pull over, and uh, I kind of had a, a couple different directions my life could have you know, gone in at that point. And luckily, uh, or I guess one of the, the options is since I had tools that I always keep in my car, I was able to utilize those tools to remove the plastic pieces that were hanging off and dragging getting in the way of my car moving um, so that I could get back on the road if my car was so drivable. And second option is I could just hunker down in my car because it's the middle of the night and I could just stay there until morning when somebody would be able to come pick me up and give me a ride somewhere. Or three, I could have no preparations in my car at all, and then just be stuck with really no option. But uh, luckily, I had the foresight to have both of those first two options covered. So I had have a, a simple toolkit, just a, you know, a few random things in it. Or I guess not random, but, you know, pliers, hammers, 
screwdrivers, duct tape, zip ties, things like that, some wrenches. That way I can do some simple repairs like that to kind of get me out of a jam so I could still get home. Um, and then if I wasn't able to do that, I also always keep some food and water and blankets in my car <clears throat> at all times. So that way, if I had to, uh, you know, camp out in my car for the night, I could stay warm. I get food in my stomach and water in my stomach. And so I could, you know, spend, you know, a couple of days in my car if I had to before it was really in dire straits. Yeah, that's so it's, a, uh, super important. I think you hit the nail on the head, and I've talked about it before on the podcast, where, you know, even being prepared for the most simple minor things, uh, something can come up and, and bite you in the hiney real quick. And if you're not prepared for the little things, how are you supposed to be prepared for the big things? So this was a great absolutely. example. This was a great example of how you were prepared for the small stuff and you were able to handle it take care of business, get things taken care of, and you didn't have to panic because you knew you had the supplies you needed on hand and you were able to, you were able to be prepared for it. So that's great. Uh, You know, I, then it was just a inconvenience. It was just an inconvenience. I got to tell you, I feel a little guilty about you getting the accident because as you left, as you left ledges, as we were saying goodbyes, I told you to watch out for Mambi, and I never told you to watch out for the raccoons. So I kind of, I kind of <laughs> yeah, feel I was like watching it's, up too high. Yeah, I guess I was kind of feeling like it was a little bit my fault for not, for not warning you. So from now on, I'll tell you to watch out for the deer and the raccoons, and maybe, right. maybe you'll watch make it safe. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, moving on here, John. Question for you. Speaking of the podcast, have you listened to the Preparedness Breakdown podcast? I have. It is a, uh, a podcast that I follow. I've listened to every single one of your episodes, at least one. Awesome. Um, and there have been a few of them that I've gone back through and listened to them again just to see if I pick up something new um, that I didn't retain the first time that I heard it. Is, and, there, uh, is there anything particular it, that you like about the podcast? I feel like it's more realistic, more down-to-earth about like things like the, the raccoon situation. You know, I feel like you emphasize needing to be prepared for the normal daily uh, events that could happen more than a lot of the other podcasts do. And I, I do consume quite a bit of uh, podcast media. Um, I list, I can listen to several hours most days and uh and so i i cover lots of them and i don't remember all years in particular since i, I listen to so many but right I, I do know that just kind of the general message is more like based in reality well or, that's or really good to hear like present day uh scenarios yeah, that's really good to hear. I I listen to podcasts too, and you know what I find a lot is that there's people out there that want to talk about you know an EMP or you know they're so hung up on oh you know I have to prepare for an EMP or 
Um, I have to prepare for the super volcano at Yellowstone going off. And, you know, I, while those yeah. are all possibilities, I don't think it addresses things that are more probable, you know, more, more things that things right. that would happen on an everyday basis, uh, kind of like look at what happened with Hurricane Katrina, you know, and that was something very real in people's lives that shut down a major part of the country. And, you know, could we have another hurricane come through? Yeah, probably every year we've got hurricanes come through. Most likely. Yeah, it's it's, it's more likely. Count on it. So I, I'm hoping I can help influence people to be prepared for not anything in specific, but in be prepared for everything, you know, be prepared, be prepared for whatever may come about. Yeah. So I guess, um, kind of while we are on the, I guess, so I don't skip back too far with the whole incident with, uh, the raccoon and the, the meetup at ledges, um, just before I left there, I purchased that, uh, that backpack from you. Sure. I remember what it was called. But it collapses into a small pouch. Yep, collapsible backpack. So I got that and a uh, the life of uh, packet of life boat rations from you. And it just so happens that those life boat rations fit perfectly into the external pouch on that backpack. Well, that's good so to know. What? Yeah. So my original intent for buying those was that it's a small, compact set of equipment or gear that I can put into my car and leave it there so that way if another situation happens while I'm in my car, you know, I've got these tools, I've got food, I've got water, I've got all these things, but I didn't have a bag because I, I do want to get a get-home bag assembled at some point but I don't have that yet. I don't want to take up a large amount of space in the trunk of my car. So I can take that little pouch, toss it in there. It doesn't really get in the way of anything. But if I do get in a wreck or something happens where I have to leave my car, I can take those supplies that I keep in my car, open up that backpack, toss all that stuff in, and then I can hit the road without having to carry everything in my hands or, my pockets or whatever that's uh that's awesome that you you talk about that and that you look at it that way and i believe john you have just identified our next kit collection item for the podcast so thank you for <laughs> thank you yeah. for doing that that's we're, we'll talk about kit collection a little bit later in the podcast but now everybody knows what the item's going to be it's going to be the collapsible backpack and ditty bag so thank you so much for uh yeah. bringing that up and, and letting us know about it so uh, that's that yeah, perfect it, segue it, into it. I feel like it. Yeah, I feel like it fits that role perfectly. It, I mean, it was relatively cheap for what it is, and it, it's small and compact, and I feel like it just it fit that use perfectly. Yes, sir. I I definitely agree with you. So, John, do you have any advice for people out in prepper land or in podcast land? Uh, something that you would like to tell them, if you could give them one piece of advice, what would it be? Well, um, I'm going to stretch a little bit. I'm going to give two. One, the first one, which I think is the most important, is just get started. Do something. Start with something small. 
even if it, because when you really start digging into preparing, it can be overwhelming. But if you simply pick something small and just start, get the ball rolling and it'll grow and it can move faster later. But you don't go anywhere until you start and take that first step. So that's the, the first piece of advice. And second, I would say is be mindful of other people when you are making your purchases and accumulating your stockpile of, of supplies. You know, just because you want, say, uh, you know, you've 10 packages of toilet paper, if the store only has 10 packages of toilet paper, it's not right for you to buy all 10. You, know, you need to be mindful that there are more people out there and even though you do want to accumulate to that level, you need to pace yourself. Buy a little bit extra, you know, every time you go to the store. And it doesn't take long. You know, the, that little bit extra every time really adds up fast. So you can still accumulate your supplies without preventing other people from getting what they need. That's a really good point that you make. Um, I know in the past we'd talked about uh, the whole concept of hoarding this or hoarding that or people getting their fair share. And so I'm going to let, I'd like you to elaborate just a little bit more on that so people can understand the concept of what you're trying to get across. Yeah, I guess you just need to plan ahead when you go to buy supplies, you know, Get what you need, and then you can accumulate a little bit extra to, to set aside. Um, but then, like, like you, you mentioned, you know, the person's fair share. Um, as long as you are being cognizant of making sure you and that you do leave, you know, whatever that, that item is, you still leave some for everyone else that needs to that item as well. Then, uh, you know, like the, the items that you accumulate responsibly and ethically is, is your fair share, you know, and it, it's, it's not wrong to accumulate a, a stockpile of supplies to take care of your family. In fact, I would say that is it's the responsible thing to do. And, you know, just because everyone isn't doing it doesn't mean it's wrong. So if, and, you know, as long as you're doing it responsibly, that is fair for you to have that. And so if someone else decides to spend all their money and resources and time on getting Starbucks all the time or, you know, getting different instant gratification items and hanging around watching TV and keeping up with Joneses, you know, if something bad happens and they're not able to take care of their family because they didn't think ahead, that's not your fault. And so, you know, in the bed that they made, and that's fair. I mean, 
you can't force other people to live by the same rules that you set up for yourself. And everybody just has to be accepting that not everyone's going to have the same thing, but that's not necessarily unfair. Sure. You know, I think a lot of it comes down to morality and ethics, right? I mean, we want to, we want to be able to prepare for ourselves, prepare for our families, but it's also, I think, incumbent upon us to have moral and ethical standards to, to go by to where, we are looking out for our fellow man, but still making sure that we're taken care of. Yes, absolutely. And, and I, I do think it is a good thing to have a little extra beyond what you need because crap happens. You know, bad things happen to everyone. And, you know, and, and I'm all for helping a, you know, a guy, a guy when he's down or, you know, man, woman, child, you know, whatever the case may be, but, you know, when somebody's down, you help them out. And so if you have a little bit of extra, you're able to. And um, But you're only helping them to get them back onto their feet so they can uh, take care of themselves again. You're absolutely right about that. Well, you know, John, I appreciate you being on the podcast. I appreciate you being here for the interview. Uh, it was great to meet you uh, this weekend out at um, Iowa Preppers Weekend at Legend State Park. Um, I hope that you'll continue to listen to the podcast, share it with others, and I hope someday in the future we'll be able to have you back on the podcast again for another interview. Uh, this has been a great time. Um, I and have enjoyed the interview that we've had. I think we've shared a lot of good ideas, a lot of great information. I appreciate what you've taken out of it. So thank you so much for being here. Appreciate you being on the podcast and um, being part of this process. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yep. No problem. All right, John. Well, we're going to go ahead and say goodbye for now and we will catch you next time on another interview. All right. All right. Thank you, sir. And that will bring us to our kit collection segment in the kit collection segment. We select and review one or more items of kit or gear that is a good item to have as part of your collection of prepping items or preps. So when I say kit, I am talking about all of the gear, loadout, clothing, equipment, and preps that you have and will acquire and can use in an incident should one occur. Kit collection. The item we have selected for today's kit collection segment is the collapsible ditty bag, and the collapsible backpack from Red Rock Outdoor. The stowable backpack goes from a 7 inch by 7 inch by 2 inch utility pouch to a full size backpack in just one zip. There's ample storage when unfolded with a spacious main compartment, an internal front side slip pocket, an internal slip pocket designed for tablets or laptops up to 13 inches, an external Molly grid, and a utility pocket which is always accessible even when the stowable backpack is completely collapsed. When folded, the external Molly grid, touch fastener panel, and utility clip make attaching the bag to other gear a breeze. The backpack opens to 16.5 liters of total storage. It's always accessible utility pocket and Molly grid, has adjustable shoulder straps, a top carry handle, built-in utility clip, 
It measures 7 inches by 7 inches by 2 inches when collapsed, and it's made of 400D PU-coated polyester construction. For the stowable ditty bag, it's the larger of the two stowable bags, a duffel-style bag designed to hold all of your odds and ends. The 47 liters of storage unfold from a self-contained pouch measuring only 7 inches by 7 inches by 2 inches. The stowable ditty bag, when opened, has one large main compartment accessed via a dual-pull zippered opening along with one external zippered pocket. Plastic D-rings flank the top zipper and serve as an attachment point for other gear. The top carry handles interlock with a touch fastener connection point. The ditty bag has 47 liters of total storage, interlocking carry handles, external zippered pocket, two D-ring attachment points. It measures 7 inches by 7 inches by 2 inches when collapsed, and it's made of the 400D PU-coated polyester construction. The ditty bag and backpacks are not yet available on the Iowa Preparedness Supply website. If you are interested in a ditty bag or a backpack, you will need to reach us by phone or email 712-600-4509 or info at iowapreparednesssupply.com. Okay, folks. So today we heard two interviews from our second Preppers Perspective segment. I would like to give a great big thank you to our guests this week, Ryan and John. We appreciate you being part of the podcast and helping us inform other preppers with your valuable insights. As always, I hope this was informational for you and that you can apply it to your own situation. All right, that'll wrap it up for Episode 19 Alpha, Preppers Perspective Part 2. Hey, if you are enjoying this podcast, I would encourage you to help us out by doing a couple of things. One, like and follow us. Two, spread the word and tell others what you are getting out of this podcast. Three, participate with us by commenting and discussing this podcast with us and others on Patreon or our Facebook group, helping us to build a community of preparedness-minded people. Four, you can also help us out financially. The simple fact is this. The podcast requires funds to produce it. If the funds are not available, the podcast will not be able to keep going. If you are receiving value from the podcast, I would encourage you to help keep this podcast going by making a donation on the Iowa Preparedness Supply website or by joining the P38 Club on our Patreon site. Subscribers will have access to exclusive content and specials when they become available, and you will receive a monthly discount equal to your subscription amount for purchases on the Iowa Preparedness Supply website. That gives you the opportunity to get your subscription fees back while still enjoying exclusive content and access. You will also be included in special access to discussions with myself and have input into future content for the podcast. I really hope you will consider helping us out in these ways. You can find us on Facebook, Bullhorn, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, Player FM, Listen Notes, and wherever else you listen to your favorite podcast. You can visit our website at thepreparednessbreakdown.com or hear us via the embedded player at iowapreparednesssupply.com. Again, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbors about this podcast that's dedicated to preparedness. You can also reach us by sending an email to info 
at thepreparednessbreakdown.com. You can find links to our websites, Patreon, our contact information, and other show information in the show notes listed below in the episode description. And that will do it for this episode of The Preparedness Breakdown. Until next time, stay vigilant, keep learning, and keep preparing. <laughs>